and welcome back to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast, where we just want to talk with you about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And as always, I just want to start off by saying that these are just our opinions. Uh, If we like something that you don't like or we don't like something that you did like, uh, don't take it personal. It's not that deep. Everybody likes different things. Um, So today we are doing our bi-weekly book review um, of what we've been reading in the last two weeks. Um, I know both of us have read less this these past two weeks than we normally do um i know like personally i've been watching the johnny have amber her trial <laughs> so my my list isn't as extensive as normal um but uh courtney do you want to start us off with um what you're currently reading yeah so um i'm actually reading uh the newest book in the crescent cove series it's daddy on duty uh, it's so it's book 12 and they're all standalones and for anybody who knows the Crescent Cove series it's like a small I think it's northern New York town and basically it's there's something in the water that makes all of these couples fall in love and have just this huge baby boom in town everybody's having babies left right and center so uh this one in particular is uh, they're all male female books and so this one in particular is uh tabitha she's a bakery owner and then brady who is uh like i think a deputy sheriff but i want to say he was previously in the fbi so you know he comes home to the small town and she moves to the small town and they're neighbors and um like i said anybody familiar with crescent cove needs you know, knows that one thing leads to another and bada bing, bada boom, there's a baby on the way. And is so this, is this, have you read uh, Silver Springs? Silver Springs, the uh, paranormal one. Yeah. Is this like kind of like that? Uh, n- cause there's, cause in that one, it's like, it, it also starts off in a bakery um, or oh, like a so cafe. This, this just and happens then, to be the baker in town and one of the cops. Oh. Like I said, it's a 12 book standalone series. Oh, cause the, so. the Silver Springs is like, uh, there's something in the pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. <laughs> it makes people things. fall in love. Yeah. No, there's just something in the water here. Like uh, it starts it, like, oh, that? There's there's a lot going on, but every book ends up with you know babies come babies galore. So, um, okay, so I'm currently reading Eyes on Me by Sarah Kate, um, and it is uh, kind of like a branch off of Praise. Um, so they own a sex club, like a kink club, um, and. I mean, I'm only 73% in. I just checked. Um, <laughs> and it's it's really good so far. Praise was really good as well. Um, this is like Praise was with one of the owners. This is with uh, one of the other owners. And he finds out that his stepsister is a cam girl. And it sparks uh, an attraction um, from him for her. And... Uh, He is a voyeur, and she seems to be an exhibitionist. So, um, yeah, it's really good so far. Courtney, you said that you finished it, so. Yeah, that was actually the the first book on my list. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, stepbrother kink and uh, voyeur kink, which is um, voyeurism is the, you like to watch, whether it's like a person solo or other people or other couples or whatever, you like to watch them. do the act have sex or you know pleasure themselves um yeah it's it's so good it ends with a happy ending so um there is a little bit of angst i don't know if you've gotten there yet but it's a little later i haven't um also since you explained voyeur uh the exhibitionist is when you like to be watched yes yeah it's it's a really really great book um Yes, she, the stepsister has been, like, in love with him her whole life. They meet, he's 13 years older than uh, her, so she's, like, eight, and he's 
in his like, early 20s. Yeah, he's 21 when they meet and their parents get married. So they don't really grow up together. I mean, she grows up knowing him and he's like around, but not really because he's an adult and has his own life. And but she like falls in love with him and uh, they it translates into because he's not really around. It translates into like her acting like a brat and him treating her like a brat, her whole, you know, her growing up and everything. And then once he like kind of sees her as like a woman, it kind of opens his eyes and he's like, whoa, I need to know what this is. Like he needs to figure out what's going on because he's never looked at her like that before. And and, And uh, it's spicy, (laughs) so spicy, Um, especially the ending. I haven't gotten there. I yeah. haven't even I, – I know the angst is coming. I'm ready for it. I'm twiddling my evil little fingers together waiting for it. Um, yeah, I feel like it I, wasn't super, super heavy. Like, it wasn't super heavy. I, I knew it was coming, and I think that helped me prepare too. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, it's it's good, and it's handled well, and I really just loved it in general. Um. Okay, so if you know when it's coming, uh, if that helps you uh, – Remind me about that when I get a few books uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> so if like if my- I know it's coming and I can like emotionally prepare myself for the fallout, it's like when, you know, when there's like a, almost just like it comes out of nowhere or it comes up really fast, the angsty parts do, and then it lasts for a long time and you're like, oh, and it's just sad. Like Darling Venom took me out in because – I knew it was coming, but I didn't know how it was coming, I guess. Yeah. It, um, it took me out in a whole different way. I I honestly, I thought there was going to be a plot twist. I didn't think that that book was going to go the way it did. Um, okay, so <laughs> it really wrecked oh, me. Oh, yeah. Lot, twist and turn. My, my, uh, my next one is Always by Lauren Lee. Um, you recommended it to me. I thought it was fine. I didn't think there was anything crazy special about it um it's a brother's best friend bisexual awakening uh mostly like one character knows he's gay and the other one uh thinks that he might be bi um but he always knew that there was something special about his brother's best friend and that he had a hard time being around him because of that um and then when he finally figures out, like, hey, I am bisexual and I have a crush on my brother's best friend, uh, it turns out that his that the the brother's best friend is uh, going to be his TA for a college class. So it adds a level of um, another level of forbidden. And um, I mean, it was fine. I thought it was I thought it was good, but it wasn't like anything I would freak out about either. <laughs> Okay, so my next one is the uh, Dead Men Walking duet uh, by Caroline Peckham and Susan Valenti. The Death oh, Club I haven't by- read it yet. Um, I just oh. want to preface this by saying I love Caroline Peckham and Susan Valenti's books. Oh, you're uh, gonna there's do- very few that don't resonate with me, and this one it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't that the writing is still on point. Uh, the story, you know, picks up where book one ends. Um, I just finished the, the newest one and it picks up where book one ends. And it's not bad. I just want to say that it's not my cup of tea. Um, it's and I knew from book one that it wouldn't really be. I kind of thought it would turn around a little bit differently in book two and it didn't. And that's fine. Um, it just you know, some authors, no matter how much you love them, it's just they have certain series that just aren't your favorite out of, you know, their work. And this one happened to be mine. So uh, <laughs> this one starts with uh, Brooklyn. She's homeless and she ends up getting and she she's crazy. OK, like I'm, I'm talking like absolutely round the bend loony bin crazy yeah i'm not gonna give any major spoilers from the book uh, just general plot i did not reread the first one before i stepped into this book because these books are pretty long um which most of the authors they do give you like good sized books uh also i just i didn't want to <laughs> i didn't want to reread i was not uh in a very you know reading mood 
this past couple weeks. So uh, I didn't do many rereads uh, for those of the new series that I did pick up. And um, so I didn't read read the first one, but I remember uh, the gist of it. So like I said, Brooklyn, I believe she's an escapee from the mental institution and she's homeless. And no, no, she's not an escapee. No, I mean, yes, but no. Um, he bought her. No, I'm, from... I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But that's that he happens. To that he gets kidnapped by start. these men who take her to this secret society underground where she has to go and do a death match. And the main male character, which if anybody has read the um, Kings of Quarantine by the same authors, there's a crossover. This is uh, the uncle of one of the harem members. And so he, they're part of like a, I think Irish crime family or whatever. Um, and he's, yeah. he's the assassin. He's like the crazy one. And uh, so he sees, he sees Brooklyn, the main, the female main character. And uh, he buys her after she wins the death match for the secret society, which they do because they're rich old white men. And uh, they just like to, you know, buy people, which is, you know, a whole thing. And so he buys her. He takes her home. And, um, you know, he keeps her. He also has another prisoner. She ends up with a harem. Um, does she? Yes, she does end up with a one? harem. So I, we originally thought it was going to be a male, female, male um, story. It, it's, it's a reverse harem book. Uh, so she ends up with three men. And... Um, Anyway, so that's mostly the gist of book one is like she's a prisoner at first, then she becomes his protege, protege in killing. Uh, one of the men is like just as crazy as she is as far as like it's like a childlike kind of crazy. And yeah. it's not bad, but it's it's a little off putting for me, at it's, least personally. Like, I mean, I don't I love when uh, the female main characters are a little bit psycho and a little bit depraved, but I I'm never entirely sure when they almost seem like they never grew up like mentally it's, with their career and and this one kind of hits like that mark for me like it's it's very childlike innocence kind of crazy which is fine like i said it floats some people's but it just doesn't float mine uh i so it's very like harley quinn-esque yeah yeah it it is um but Harley Quinn still has a lot of uh, more maturity. And so in the second book, actually, there is a lot more mature moments, I would say, that you see from the female main character where it's not just all, oh, la-di-da, rainbows and unicorn farts. Um, it She has a lot more, uh, like, mature moments shining through. And you kind of understand why she acts the way she acts a little bit more, which I did really like. And I loved the epilogue because these two authors are – I feel like they're known for their really good extended epilogues where like the epilogue is, you know, nice and you see, you know, the future, like the far future as far as it goes. And yeah. um, I, it ended really well. I liked it. I, I just, it was, it wasn't my cup of tea and it wasn't, you know, definitely not my favorite from the authors. Well, I'm excited to read it. I just, I have a list of things that I'm like behind on before I get to that point. I haven't been in a mafia mood either, though, if I'm going to be honest. Like, there's a lot of books that normally I would read the day they're released that I just have sitting in my to-be-read because uh, I'm, I have not been in a mafia mood. I read Mafia, like, for, like, three weeks straight a couple months ago, and I was – I can't. I can't pick up another mafia book. I feel that. I, I understand that because that's how I am right like, now. I have so many books. When, when the uh, Mafia Wars series came out, I had already been reading Mafia books before that. So I was, and then I read Mafia books after that. I just, I can't. So um, <laughs> need a my next, my next one is uh, Dirty Curve by Megan Brandy. Um, so the main male character is falling behind in a few of his classes um and he is like a uh the pitcher for the uh college uh baseball team i was like what what sport is that 
Wow. Um, okay, so he's the pitcher for the college baseball team. Um, and he gets assigned a tutor because he's falling behind. And the tutor that he's assigned is, like, super reluctant. Um, but you can tell she's, like, not given a choice. So whatever is going on between her and the coach, uh, she's she's clearly not given a choice in the matter. And um, it also, like, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but it kind of hints – that there's uh, uh, something going on between her and the coach where he is holding something over her head the whole time. But the main male character is so used to his coach doing anything for him because he's the star pitcher that he wouldn't have looked twice at his coach pulling strings for him with this tutor. Because anything he wants, he gets. His coach makes it happen. Um, because he's the star of the team. Yeah, so the main male character, he's got like a very uh, like cocky, playboy type um, personality. Uh, I mean, you would too if, you, if everybody told you you were a star and everybody moved mountains just to make you more convenienced. Um, and then the two start to fall in love while she's tutoring him. And uh, you find out that the main female character has some secrets of her own. Um, I thought it was great uh, plot development. Um, an excellent book. Great character development. Uh, it, it was on the lower spice side. But I think that the, the characters and the storyline itself make up for that like I didn't notice that it was lower on spice like when I was writing um my own little review in my notes I I had to think back and be like wait what was the spice level on this and it it was lower spice but I did I didn't mind when I was reading it at all there is some spice it's just not crazy nice I, I'm pretty sure I've read that like I it all started coming back as you were explaining it um I love Megan Brandy yeah but, it was good yeah, uh, so my next one is The Sinner's Duet by Sophie Lark. Uh, it starts with There Are No Saints, and then um, the it, their story ends with There Is No Devil. Uh, so I had seen this book recommended all over the freaking place forever. I mean, when the first one came out, I mean, I was seeing it on TikTok, on Facebook, on everywhere. And uh, so I, I read the uh, description, the blurb, and I, I kept putting it off. I was like, no, it just doesn't sound like something I'd really like. I didn't, um, I, I was so hesitant. I even had it in like my library for like a, a month or two and then just deleted it because I was like, I'm not going to get to this. And so recently I picked it back up and I was like, I'm just going to start it. You know, and uh, I'm so, so, so glad I did. It was nothing like I thought it was going to be. Just from reading the blurb, like, you don't expect how it's actually going to turn out. <clears throat> so, um, let's see. <laughs> it starts out with, uh, there's these two male artists, and they are both serial killers. Uh so they uh they but they kill very differently one is like super methodical and you know he's he plans down to the letter and stuff like that and they were actually old rivals or you know whatever back in art school like years ago and now they're both famous artists and they're uh like rivals in the art world and um then the other one is very brash very violent and very just like doesn't plan, doesn't do anything, just like kind of eyeballs and then kills. So uh, they're at an art show and the methodical one, Cole, he's the main male character. He uh, kind of locks his eye on uh, this girl who's at the uh, show. And it's not even really attraction or anything. He just locks eyes because she does something that interests him for like a mere split second, but he's really apathetic. So he's like, oh, cool. Like clocked it. And he's like, don't care. And so, but then the second guy notices his interest and is like, okay, I, this is like my next target. Cause he really just wants to wrinkle 
Cole. His name is Alistair Shaw, by the way, because you know he's gonna come up a lot. And so he's like, oh, so he he kidnaps the woman. Her name is Mara, and she's the main female character. He kidnaps her, he attempts to kill her, and he leaves her in Cole's path. And so, because he's trying to tempt Cole to kill her with him. And so it kind of becomes this twisted thing because he was like, he he's not going to give in. He was like, you know, I don't care enough about her. I'm not interested. She's nothing. She's insignificant. However, Mara doesn't die. She refuses to give up. So all of a sudden she becomes Cole's obsession. He was like, he's like, he has to know everything about her. So he starts stalking her. So I guess uh, because I didn't put it in earlier, trigger warnings, this is a stalking book and there are so many red flags. It's not even funny. Also a serial <laughs> killing book. Um, and it's, it's just so good. There's so many, like there's turns and twists and things like that. And so it's a duet and, um, I'm not normally one who reads, I, I don't read like male, female, uh, series. I try to stay away from them. I really prefer standalones if it's just male, female. Uh, and I do often stay away from duets as well unless like I know the author pretty well but this one oh I just I can't recommend it enough five stars it has pretty good spice as well um it starts off slower you know mostly because of the stalking but there's you know spicy times and it's it's good just all of it is you know five stars nice it sounds good I've I've seen it recommended a ton I just haven't um taken the Taking the dive. Okay, the next one I have is um, a series. It, they were all three standalone, so I'm just gonna go through them kind of quickly. Um, the first one, so it's the it's the Lost Stars series by Emery Rose. So the first one is When the Stars Fall. Um, this one was the most uh, angsty out of the three. Um, but it was beautiful. It was wonderfully done. I w was so in love. I hurt when the characters hurt. I was happy when the characters were happy. It was just, it was incredibly well done in my opinion. So it was a second chance, uh, best friends to lovers. Um, it shows the progression of their love story from the time that they were nine years old on. Um, and the main male character, since he was a child, always wanted to join the Marines uh, like his dad did and, and wanted to do his part to serve his country. Um, so he goes, they, they form a relationship and then he goes to the Marines um, shortly thereafter. And he spends five years in the Marines. I think he was deployed uh, three times, something like that. Um, but when he comes back, he's not the same. So he has severe PTSD and uh, depression, and he develops a uh, drug addiction um, and uh, alcohol abuse. And um, so things eventually fall apart in their relationship, um, and he leaves which this isn't really a spoiler because it is kind of in the prologue um, that something like this happens. So, and that's what I was talking about earlier, Courtney, with like, if you're prepared that there's going to be angst, um, this might not be so hard on you because it is in the prologue. <laughs> okay. Um, but so he has severe PTSD. He leaves. Um, and then when he eventually comes back, things are different for her. Um, she's not so codependent on him because he's been gone for, I think it was like five years again or six years, something like that. Um, and so now they have to learn, uh, how to put things back together if she even wants to put things back together because, um, you fucked up. <laughs> anyways it was just like heartbreakingly beautiful it was i highly recommend must read the character development and the storytelling was just beautiful in this one um it was my favorite out of the three um but i did like the other two so 
The second one was When the Storm Breaks. Um, this is also by Emery Rose. Uh, it's an opposites track. So the main female character is a musical artist. She takes a break from touring to do some digging in regards to something that happened in her past. Um, if I told you what that was, then it would like spoil a huge part of the book. So something happened in her past. She's trying to find out more about it. And um, it ends up where she stays on this ranch uh, in this Texas town. Um, and the main mare, the, sorry, the main male character is the one that owns the ranch. So, and he's got secrets of his own. He, you kind of learn a little bit when he, uh, cause he's the cousin of the main male character from the first book. So, um, but they grew up kind of as brothers because, this main male character, Brody, uh, he had a really difficult first part of his childhood. So, but you don't really know how far that extends um, until this book. So, they've both got some secrets of their own. Her secret is whatever it is that she's digging up while she's in town. Um, and his secret is something from his childhood. So, they both have really high walls. They're both very guarded people as far as that goes and then they have to learn how to let love in and then also take into the fact that he is a ranch owner um without very much money in a small town in texas and she is a uh worldwide known musician so um it, it was also beautiful i also highly recommend this one um it was really good and then the last one was when we were reckless by Emery Rose. This is a uh, brother's best friend, um, unrequited love. So the female main character has been in love with her brother's best friend since they were children. Um, and when they were younger, I think she was like five and he was like 13. Um, she asked him to marry her and they got married with daisy chains under the oak tree and it was sweet and so she's, you know, built up this whole idea of him who has always been very sweet to her, very accommodating of her, um, their whole entire lives or her whole entire life knowing him. Um, so when she turns 18, she's like got her sights set, you know, but he went off and he was a professional, uh, sorry, professional motocross uh, racer and um, so he lived in California. He was just back because some shit happened. Um, and he had been burned really badly by someone else. So, um, it was just a matter of fighting for each other, fighting for their dreams. It was also very good. I also highly recommend this one. The, the main male character in When We Were Reckless is the brother of the first main male character. Um, I'm sure we're going to see more of their family members um, as more books come out. I did look up the author's Instagram page and the next one is going to be um, the brother of the second main male character. So I'm excited. Um, but yeah, they were all very good. Nice. They sound good. Uh, okay. So my next one is... Uh, the Demons of Port Black by Britt Andrews. And so this is book one in a brand new series. And it's also a spinoff of her Emerald Lake series. And I recommend reading that one first. I mean, you could technically read this one as a standalone, but not really because you wouldn't understand a lot. So I have a question. Uh-huh. Okay, so you remember a while back she had put up a, a, a book, put it on pre-order, and then took it down. The Sleepy Hollow one? Is this? This is, is that this one. That? Yes. Sorry. So she ended up doing, uh, she ended up re-putting up it up on pre-order. It was supposed to come out, I think, a while ago. And then yeah. she took it down off of pre-order because it took longer, I believe. And then it came back up for pre-order and it just came out... I want to say like a few days to a week ago. Yeah. Next. Just a few days ago. Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't sure 
Um, oh, you seriously have read everything that's on my to be read list that I've been putting off. So. I I wouldn't because uh, let's see the second book in the series. It says it's coming out next year, even though it'll probably be released oh. at the end of this year. So I wouldn't start this one. Okay. At least until book two is out. Um, and then just look at her pre-orders. Uh, so like I said, this one is a spinoff of the Emerald Lake series. And the one thing I love about Bert Andrews is that uh, she doesn't skimp on her mail mail. Um, so it's... This one kind of goes along, for anybody who did read the Emerald Lake series, uh, this one centers around one of the agents of the Montague Inc., which um, is, I guess it's not really a spoiler to say, uh, but they're the bad guys in uh, the Emerald Lake series. And this one centers around an agent. She's like, she's she was an orphan, and Montague Inc. took her in as a child, and so she's been training as an assassin. And in this particular world, humans and like uh, mages and witches live together. Like they're out in the open. They know about each other. However, there is a secret race, demons. And humans and most witches, most majority of the population doesn't know that demons exist. They're kind of like they're, they're, they exist in secret and there's not a lot of demons on earth. They live, you know, in the demon realm. And uh, so... Um, the exiled are a group of demons who were, as the name suggests, exiled from the demon world and from hell. I think it's hell. They were exiled from there and then they were sent to earth because they couldn't be in their, in their home anymore for various reasons. I don't know all of the reasons. Uh, they do show up in the Emerald Lake series, just like I think this particular character is also mentioned and or shows up. So anyway, so this particular uh, woman, she is an agent. She goes, she gets her first solo mission and it's an assassination mission to take out the exiled. Um, she's a spirit witch and which is a very rare type of witch that can talk to the dead and even, um, if they're powerful enough, raise the dead. So like a necromancer. Uh, she, so she goes undercover. And she goes to this town, which is Port Black in the human world. And she tries to make contact with them. And she ends up getting their attention, uh, which she wants. But also at the same time, she kind of wanted to like lay lower, you know, like she wanted to meet them and talk to them, but she didn't want you know, their full attention on her. There's five men. And like I've mentioned before, Brit Andrews does really well with her male male. Usually it's not as, it's more poly in nature than reverse harem because the men have their own separate relationships. Like I want to say each man pairs off with another man in the harem and then all of them are with the girl as well. Uh, this one had a quite a bit of spice. I would say less male male. Uh, in the first book, but it is also only book one, and we're just meeting all of these people like in depth. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, also, she she has like um, her own personal issues, like with the past and everything like that. And these men, they end up taking such an interest in her. They end up revealing to the fact that they're demons. And so because she's undercover, she's playing just a normal witch. And she's like, oh, my God, I didn't know this existed. So they take her, like, kind of hostage. They make a contract with her, a demon contract, where she has to, like, stay with them for six months until they can decide whether or not they want to keep her or kill her. And so, like, on the inside, she's like, oh, cool. Now I can figure out a way to kill them. And then on the outside, she's like, oh, shit. You know, what am I going to do? But, uh... She has her own problems with her past as well that kind of comes back to haunt her in, like, the worst way possible. Also, she's got a really cute, adorable um, dead squirrel sidekick. So it's it's funny. It's spicy. And um, like I said, I do recommend reading Emerald Lakes first so that you really have an in-depth understanding of, like, this book. Because I don't think it, it's going to explain as much as the first series did. Because it's assumed that you'll read that one first. So, yeah. Nice. Um, I had one uh, did not finish. I guess I'll put that one in here. Um, it was, uh, what's the name of the series? The Yaga's Riders by C. Rochelle. 
Um, there wasn't anything wrong with it. <laughs> I just um, was finding myself not really into it. I didn't have an issue with it, but I just remember that I was really wanting to read a baseball book. And so I turned a dirty curve and did not finish the Yoga's Riders. Um, and then I just didn't go back to it. It's um, kind of... It's, it's unique as far as uh, a lot of the themes go. Have you read it, Courtney? No. Oh. Okay. I have not. <laughs> it's very highly recommended. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm sure it would have been a great series. Um, I just I just stopped being into it. It wasn't something that like I picked up and then like couldn't set down, if that makes sense. Um, I know it's very highly recommended. I know a lot of people really enjoy it. Um, but it, it's about uh, Baba Yaga, if anybody knows anything about that um so she is baba yaga and um so she kind of to most people she looks like this old disgusting scary witch and she's in the middle of the forest in russia i'm pretty sure and um she's kind of like the boogeyman uh myth to most kids and people um as far as like especially russia goes but but baba yaga is, is pretty well known i think um she's she's like that old the old russian witch who eats kids isn't she yeah so she looks like old and scary to anyone who is not supernatural but to supernaturals they can see her true form and she is this beautiful woman who um she had her her human life the stories of her human life have been uh told throughout the centuries um I don't remember her name. It's like Yasalisa or something like that is her name. Um, the Beautiful. So she kind of had like a Cinderella-esque story that ends in tragedy. Um, so her story is told throughout the centuries, both as um, Baba Yaga and as um, the the beautiful Yas Yasalisa. I think that's her name. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's it's interesting if you know anything about like Russian stories, then it would be probably really interesting. Um, I know the bare minimum, but it was uh, it, it was good. I'm sure it would have been even better if I kept reading it. I just I, I got kind of bored. It's not a boring book. It just wasn't what I was in the mood to read at the time. Yeah, I so I actually really love when um the villains or like the monstrous uh like you know tales when those monsters like get their own love stories. Lacey Carter Anderson actually has a really good series about that. Um it's it's called the it's the Monsters and Gargoyles series. And so like it focuses on like Medusa and Keto and uh Cerberus and a lot a lot of them are Greek, if you can't tell. Um, so, but it, it focuses on, like, uh, the, the bad guys of, like, uh, these, you know, of, of the stories and them getting their own side and their own happy endings. And I, I really like when that happens. I think you would like that series then. Um, because it, it is good. It, there was nothing wrong with it. I just wasn't in the mood for that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's. Baba Yaga getting her her riders um, are what they called. It's a um, okay. it's a reverse harem, and there is a male male in it. Nice. You know what? I actually I think I've seen it. Like I've seen it like Probably. in my for you or you know what I mean. But I just I've never picked it up. Just maybe I just probably wasn't in the mood. Um, but maybe I'll have to now. It is it is good. Um, like I said, I don't have any complaints. I just wasn't in the mood for it. I planned on picking it back up, but I, it just didn't happen. Um, 
No, it is it is good. It was enjoyable. I think you would probably like it more than me um, because you're more into that stuff than I am. But um, no, it's definitely I definitely recommend what I read so far. I made it like a book and a half through. So yeah, it wasn't like I just started it and then stopped right away. Like I, I made it a fair amount in and it was pretty good so far. So yeah. Um, okay, so my next one is Omega Found. It's the Omega War series. I originally wasn't going to talk about this one because I thought that, um, which is kind of a contradiction because I always talk about like unfinished series if I read like book one or two in it. Um, but originally I wasn't going to add this one uh, because I thought it was going to be a cliffhanger. And um, then I realized that it is a series of standalones. So it's the Omega War series by Evelyn Flood. Uh, and basically it's an Omegaverse book, obviously. Um, so in this particular world, uh, the government has taken over Omegas. So as soon as an Omega has presented or is found or anything like that, they go to this thing called the Omega compound and they, um, are trained in obediency and they cannot, they can't. They're not allowed to stand in the presence of an alpha. They must like constantly be kneeling. They're not allowed to dress, eat, or breathe without permission. And they are basically trained. And then they're either sold off to a pack and given to a pack of alphas. Or they are sent to heat houses. And heat houses is basically... And they're only really used for breeding. This isn't like a mate situation where they're going to be sold off to a pack who may or may not love them. This is they're sold off to a pack who continues to abuse them, breed them until they cannot physically breed anymore and they die. Or they're sent to heat houses where if an where any sort of alpha who has enough money or any pack that has enough money can breed them and then the babies are just given to the men and then they do that over and over and over until they die. Uh, the Omegas have there's no rights because they said the government kind of stepped in and was like, oh, well, Omega started this war because they have this manipulative, this mind manipulation with their pheromones that make alphas go crazy and they can make alphas, you know, raise armies and, you know, make them wow. turn against their own. So by this time, I think it's like 20 years after the war. So Omegas have completely been like, there's no rights. They had, they are not classified as human beings. They're basically, they're classified lower than pets. It's horrible. So this one particular, she perfumed, her name is Harper, but uh, she's called 792 because Omegas lose their names once they become Omegas and they become a number. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she's 792. She is what is known as a bad Omega. You know, like she's not perfect. Sometimes she like raises her eyes or she, you know, whimpers when she's getting hurt which they classify as a bad thing. You're supposed to be able to take it in stoic silence. Um, she's also talked back on occasion. I mean, they, they did this mess. And so she's 21, but she's been in this facility since she was 14 years old. So seven years of just utter abuse and all Omegas go through this. And so um, the director gives one of the guards who's an alpha permission to put her in the phoenix project and um this isn't a spoiler because this doesn't really pertain to the rest of the book uh it just this is like the very beginning and so she's put into this and essentially the phoenix project is where they take away complete autonomy from omegas and take away even more so she gets put with this one who's like he's obsessed with her and so he takes her and he like waterboards her. He absolutely tortures her. Like things that are against the Geneva Convention tortures, which I mean, I know this is a fantasy world, so they don't have like Geneva Convention, but yeah, it's absolute torture. And um, <clears throat> the director's son ends up coming with his pack to drop off two Omegas. All alphas, I think, work for the government in some capacity. That's what it seems like. It didn't really explain it. But it seems like most alphas are either in like super high up positions or they work for the government. This particular, um, the son, uh, he and his pack work for 
them in whatever capacity they find two like younger omegas they uh, take them to the compound as a retrieval job and while they're there the director is like hey I need you, like, you know, stay for a minute. We're going to show you something. And so he brings in um, Harper and uh, the Alpha, and they're all, I guess a little backstory, all Alphas hate Omegas. Anyone born after the war or while the war was going on or when it started, they hate Omegas absolutely loathe them because they think that all omegas are mind manipulators they think that um like uh, the this particular pack has their own issues because one of them like his mom was uh taken and whatever killed and his father was killed and uh and they blamed the omega mother on it and just so all of them hate omegas for various reasons and like you know but they need one because they want like a woman in their house and alphas, you know, are predisposed to want omegas. So they see this girl and all of a sudden their instincts are like, like we want to protect her. And so they take her home and she's terrified. She does not like, she, she's like, I don't want to mate with anybody. You know, she, all she knows is that she's been given to this pack and she has been learning from her years in captivity in the compound that, these alphas are just going to use her, abuse her, and then eventually she's going to be discarded or sent back to the compound, which is a fate worse than death. And so um, they're they're treating her nicely. There's hiccups along the way because they're like, oh, you know, we're being watched by the government because we just took an Omega. And um, the alpha that had previously, the bad guy who had been previously training her, um, for this project, like his dad was high up somewhere. And, uh, so they're being watched. They're like, we have to toe the line between we want this like girl to feel safe. Like she's been through it. Like, you know, she was bruised up and battered and, you know, they were informed that she was tortured and they're like, even that's too far for us. And we hate Omegas. Uh, it's, it's super good. It, it ends happy. I know I'm not painting a happy picture. <laughs> But it ends up, and it is it is pretty spicy. There's also male male. Um, it's not very heavy male male. It's uh, but it's it's in there, and it spices it up a little bit, and it does end happy. And it is a standalone. The next one is going to be um, Harper's friend. Nice. Um. Okay. So my next one, or it's actually my last one that I have. Um. It's the Gods We Obey by. I hope I'm saying this right, Aaron Hadley. Um, so this is the last book in the Path of Temptation series. Um, I talk about this series more in what will be our next episode. Um, so I'm just going to quickly overview it. Uh, okay, so in the world, there are uh, different gods and they have a day of sacrifice, day of sacrifice maybe, um, where they, like, the people in the town or the barony can bring their kids and give them up for the temples, and they, like, dip their hands in the uh, tears of the gods, and then depending on the color markings that they get on their hands um, will mark which god and which temple they will serve so the main female character she her older brothers were also sacrificed and they were both put in they were put in the temple of um compassion to serve the god of compassion but when she goes her hands turn black which means that she is following the uh, god of temptation so anyways it takes you through um, growing up. She makes some friends um, who she falls in love with. Um, they're, you know, more than just her friends. They're her partners. But they cannot have um, sex until after they are not, like, primary students anymore. So the, it's just, like, all very, like, childlike experimenting i guess you could say um so anyways they have to choose what path they want to take 
when they get to um, the end of like the first part of their schooling and then they will like bathe in the tears. So she refuses to choose which path she's going to take. She says that she trusts her God to choose for her, to take, uh, to give her the best path for her. And it kind of causes like a little bit of an uproar. And then um, he sure does. He chooses for her or at least helps her. And um, that causes even more of an uproar. <laughs> so there's a lot of corruption in the temple. Nobody believes in their God, but she can. Uh, she can see him. She does believe. And it's a matter of her uh, restoring faith in the rest of the temple and people in the barony, which is like the town, um, and and fighting that corruption. So, in this last book, um, everything everything comes to a head and everything blows up. And it was intense and it was great and wonderful. There's lots of um, male male but it's got like a poly vibe but it's not technically poly because one of her male uh one of her men is asexual and one of them is straight but they're both uh very loving with the other men even though they don't have sex with them they're still all very loving with each other just from the way that they were raised this is normal for them um so it is an incredible series it's one of my absolute favorite reverse harems that I've ever read. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend. Each book is very long, but it's worth it. The plot is super thick. Um, if anybody has read Artemis, like how the plot is like super thick and there's like a lot of politics in it and like um, the the world building is really involved and intense and stuff like that. Like I would say that like the plot building is similar in this um except it's only like five books instead of like 93 so <laughs> um it's it's super good though i i really 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 enjoy it and they talk about uh a lot of issues too um if anyone's read uh shades of trouble by kitty cox um kind of how it, it has that vibe where, you know, let's talk about these things. Let's normalize these things. Um, let's break the stigmas on these things. It, it has a lot of that in this series as well. And I just think it was excellent. I don't, I don't have any complaints about it at all. Nice. I am going to be picking it up. I'm just trying to like wade through all of my to be reds. Um, I think you should just jump and go for it. <laughs> I think you should just say fuck the Tubi Reds. That's what I've been doing, which like, granted, I'm really behind in the social scene as far as like smut readers go. But um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, like this series is so, so good. It's on. It's honestly one of my favorite. I, I think it's probably tied for Shades of Trouble with me as far as like my favorites go. Oh, well, nice. Yeah. Okay. I will definitely, I'll pick it up. Um, okay, so my next one is the Emerson U series by Casey Keene. Um, this particular series, it's finally finished. Book three just came out. Um, it's a spinoff of the All-Stars series. However, uh, it kind of blends with Featherstone. I want to say that all of her series are kind of connected. However, these are very, very loosely connected. Um, so... <clears throat> there is a woman, her name is Luella Carter, Luella Carter, or Lulu. So, uh, yeah, so Luella Carter, uh, she is friends, so she's, she's a poor kid from the wrong side of the tracks, and she lives in this town where she is best friends with four guys. And she's been best friends with them, I think, since she was, like, around eight years old. And around her... I want to say 15 or 16th birthday, she stuff goes down. So she's been in love with all four of these boys forever. Um, and, but around 15 or 16, she goes, she's at like a party with them and unbeknownst to her, her life is imploding, like just without her knowledge. So she goes home after this party 
and has to immediately leave. Like her brother, her older brother, like uh, gets her and he's like, we got to go now. And so then she's gone for like three years. She just like, she ends up moving to um, another town and uh, meeting her best friend, who is the main character, Eden from the All-Star series, uh, which you'll learn more about that if you read that series. I wouldn't necessarily oh. say you have to read it first because both are standalones. However, there is crossover and they talk um, kind of quite a bit about the All-Star series is talked about in this one. So if you don't read it and you might have some spoilers. So anyway, so finally, I think I want to say she was 15 because it's been three years. So she's 18 now. And um, she has this cousin now who is from the All-Star series. His name is Ryan. Um, he's like, he's wealthier. She's been like, you know, dirt poor this whole time. He's wealthier. And he was like, let me send you to college. And she's like, okay, you know, like, that's fine. Like, she wants a fresh start. She was like, I'm just trying to like restart my life, you know, like. She had been like boozing it up and really just a party girl, like most of the rest of high school. And she was like, I want to turn my life around. Like I want, you know, to get, I want to go to college. I want to get like, you know, a steady job, things like that. So she goes to Emerson University and she gets, her cousin drives her to this house and her brother texts her and is like, you're, don't say I never did anything for you. And she gets out of the car and she's faced with her four best friends from childhood that she left and they are not happy to see her. I don't know how she ends up roommates with them in the first. I, it's been a minute since I read the first book. Um, I just read book three. So basically she ends up moving in with them and um, they're butthurt. They're like, Oh, well you just left. And then she was like, I didn't have a choice. Like I was 15. My older brother had to get me the heck out of Dodge because he said that my father was like looking for me and not in a good way. And like, so she had to get the F out of Dodge. And she was like, there's nothing that I could have done. You know, I wasn't allowed access to my old emails. I wasn't allowed access to my old phone. And um, she was like, you guys never even looked for me. And it turns out that these four boys are leaders of this gang that is fighting against two of the boys who are twins their dad who has become like i think the mayor and he wasn't around when they were younger but he comes around i probably around the same time she leaves and kind of like wraps his you know slimy little vines around the boys and kind of sucks them into doing things that they don't want to do so they uh end up leading this gang and they're trying to combat uh his influence and trying to take him down but they're kind of like stuck they can't really do anything they have to do what he says because of something else which i can't spoil but it's really important so um book three kind of picks up where it's coming it's all coming to a head all of the uh like drama and um conflict is coming to a head and you know she's now in like a solid relationship with all four of the game them again they're kind of trying to, you know, they want to hang on to her. They're like, you know, we, we love you. And we were just hurt about like all that happened. Like you left without a goodbye, but you're right. Like we could have, we, we didn't try to look because we knew you wouldn't be safe with us either. You know? So it's, it's so good. And there's so much more that I'm not saying, but I feel like if I do say too many more details, it'll like start ruining the plot. And Is like, it you know, complete? Huh? Is it complete? It is complete. Book three just finished. The The last book just came out, like, I think a week ago. Yeah, I knew it came out recently. I just haven't read it yet. Oh, it's so good. I mean, and there is mail mail. Like I said, it's not heavy mail mail, but there is mail mail, and it's good. Nice. Well, that's exciting. All right. So I think that is all we have for today. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Our next episode is going to be our reverse harem uh, paranormal fantasy um episode so that's exciting stay tuned for that that'll be next monday 
all of our episodes upload on Monday on RSS.com. Um, we do have them on more platforms than that, but if you want them uh, the day that they release, the most reliable place to get that is RSS.com. Yeah. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. Yep. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.